What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are you a company looking for someone to help them with their content? Why not try out GL Pro? GL Pro are a business based in London that help lots of companies like yours develop content for the web. Whether it's film, audio, podcasts, or even website design, get in contact with them today for a free consultation on www.glpro.co.uk Sanshirati Talks. Welcome to episode six of Sanj Surati Talks. We're in it now. Six episodes in. It's been amazing. We're getting lots of people contact us, which is kind of weird because when I set this up, I didn't realize people were going to connect with it, but they are and it's great. Today, I've got someone. She is amazing. She's on the same PR team as All About Promo. So Luke's hooked us up with this lovely lady. Her name is Rima and she's based in Brighton and Hove. Rima, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. This is a really nice kind of connection with a person, a rare connection with a person these days. <laughs> um, Rima, I want you guys to talk to the audience because we talked about it before we pushed record on here. Um, your audio is sounding amazing. Thank it, you. Like it Thank sounds cool. I mean, so so tell us about your setup at the moment. Well, at the moment, I'm speaking to you from my home studio. I'm talking to you through a Shaw microphone, an SM7B. And um, yeah, we're speaking to you with the the wonders of technology. So this is kind of exactly how um, I record my work that I do at home. So it's pretty much exactly the same setup that you would have if I was going to record a record right now. Awesome. And just with regards to your headphones as well, what headphones are you using? Because we've got a couple of geeks on here. Ah, let me have a look. Hold on a second. They are Bayer Dynamic headphones. Bayer Dynamic. All right. If you guys are listening to this, please give us a sponsor shout. That'd be wicked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be quite a few people on here who don't know much about you. It'd be great if you could just give them an intro into who you are as an artist, etc. Ah, well, I've been writing songs since I was a really little kid since I was seven and um, I started doing it because I wasn't really great at communicating or talking to people and it was a kind of imaginary friend that I could kind of say anything to and and it wouldn't judge me you know I never really thought I would end up playing my songs to people definitely not back then but it was something that kind of stayed with me and and grew and um, I feel very lucky to do what I love doing as my thing um but I'm also a visual artist as well I do illustration and I do all the artwork for for the records and things and um yeah just it's a it's a great thing to be able to express awesome and then just with regards to you as an artist uh, musically when did you start um releasing your material I started releasing my material um 
quite late on actually because I I really the, the songs that I was writing myself I was in a punk band for about five or six years and wow. um really enjoyed playing that character because you know as you can probably you can probably tell by my voice I'm quite sort of shy and I I wasn't kind of this sort of big character so I used that to be this person that I would have loved to have been um but I kind of you know I was still writing songs as myself and um so we never really released any music as the punk band we just were like throwing ourselves around stages and then with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When that all ended, I just, I just thought, okay, why not? Let's, let's make a record. So wow. um, that was a few years, a few years back. And, uh, and now I'm releasing my, uh, my first EP as myself, um, being myself. That record is called Lioness, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yes. Just touching on that punk thing. So are you a, a native from Brighton or Sussex area? No, I'm from London. I'm from just outside London. Twickenham Whereabouts? Area. Oh, Twickenham. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm Hampton Court. So I oh, know. Oh, yeah, you're so uh, yes. near. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Twickenham, uh, Kings, yeah, Kingston, uh, Richmond. Um, with regards to your punk days, was that within uh, the leafy suburbs of southwest London or was that down in Brighton? It was, it was in, it was in South, we started in Southwest London um, while we were all still at school. And then we kind of moved, we all moved to East London and started playing a lot around there and just anywhere that would have us, we played. Awesome. And then with regards to the punk band, what was the punk band called? We were called Battle Cat. Battle Cat. So this is, this is, do you know what? It's a small world. It is a small world. So um, so I'm the singer in a band called Anonymous Tip. No. Yes, and we used to do a sh- we used to play with you guys. We played together, East- yeah. actually more than once. Loads of times. This yes. is awesome. So we haven't. That's so amazing. I think it's Hello. been like 15 years or something. That's cool. Yeah, that was many many years ago. That's <laughs> that's the coolest thing ever. I'm so happy now. Wow. <laughs> you guys were amazing. Yeah, well, you know, we 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 had our we had our thing and. Um, yeah, I mean, we still we still perform, but not as much as you know. Some of us got kids, and you know. Oh, you takes must over. tell me when you perform. I would love to see you play again. Yeah. Did Did Battle Cat ever play in Brighton? No, because I moved to Berlin, ah. which is a kind of strange tangent. But when we, you know, the band was sort of coming. We we tried really hard to make recordings, and because we were such a kind of live act it just never translated. And I think that was always, always a problem with music with me was just kind of trying to capture the magic of being in front of people and communicating with people and being on the stage and then trying to put it into a recording was always kind of like disappointing. It just didn't, it didn't have that magic of of being present and being there. Absolutely. So, you know, that was kind of what, what frustrated us in the end. And, you know, and of course these, these things don't, always last forever um but then I um I moved to Hamburg kind of by mistake (laughs) um I just went there and started making music and met some amazing people 
um, and realized that I was spending more and more and more time there. Yeah. And um, didn't admit that I'd moved there for, for a while. <laughs> but I had moved. How long were you in Germany for? I was in Germany probably about 10 years, if you, if oh. you add all together. Yeah. And uh, I mean, time. for me, like, I actually fell in love with Germany over the last. 10 years actually i um i run an innovation agency a tech company i used to do a lot of work with bmw so i used to go out to germany all the time to munich frankfurt i don't know why i i kind of put it off for so long it's such a beautiful country like so diverse so much like there's a huge art scene there the beer's amazing the food's amazing yeah they definitely have some they have just some amazing it's it's a really crazy country because it's like lots of countries all stuck together because it's just so massive and yeah. every single city's got its own vibe and its own culture and um it is it's a really exciting place to be with some really wonderful crazy diverse groups of people and um yeah it was it was an amazing thing to to go over there and live there and kind of experience that with regards to the stuff that you did with battle cat what instrument did you play I didn't. I just jumped around and screamed at people. <laughs> it was, it was a, in, a, in a funny way, more performance art than music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you know what? Like, it's good to do that at some point in your life, like to kind of just expel all that energy through, you know, through music art, in an artistic way. I love it. I mean, that's Absolutely. why... Yeah. I mean, that's why Anonymous Tip still plays, because when when we get up on stage, you know, we're, we're just in seventh heaven. You're just you're just grooving. It's brilliant. It's the best, isn't it? I don't think there's any better form of therapy than just just chucking yourself around a stage and just, you know, losing all your inhibitions. And, you know, you spend your whole life worrying about what people think or, you know, am I being weird or did I do this? <laughs> and, you know, once once you've done that, you realise like, actually there's there's actually no one cares it's fine <laughs> do what you want so with regards to you as an artist as Rima so you've you've um you've toured quite a lot like you've performed with lots of really big names you've released two vinyl records is that right yeah that's right yes vinyl only records yeah when were they released well we did one um I think 2017 the first one came out and then the other one came out the beginning of this year Wow. Um, and it was a friend of mine, Guy Sternberg, who has a beautiful, beautiful studio in um, Berlin called Low Swing Studio. And um, he's got some insane equipment there and, and just the most beautiful analog setup. And we'd had all these talks about, you know, doing a recording that was just completely 100% live, completely no computers. There's no computers involved at all. And wow. just having everybody in the room, you know, just he wrote these arrangements for, I think the first record we got really ambitious and we had like 14 musicians. We didn't do it for the second one because we realized that 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 really will kill us. Right. But, um, you know, 14 musicians all in a room was our kind of biggest thing. And um, it was an amazingly terrifying experience. Um, and um, we just didn't we we didn't really do it because we thought people people would listen to it i think we we both thought it was kind of just something that we wanted to do mm. um and he put it out on his label low swing records which is just entirely vinyl it's only vinyl limited edition vinyl records so um that's amazing yeah. 
Yeah, that's what, sorry, what, what was the name of the record label? Low Swing Records. Low Swing Records. And they're based in uh, Berlin, did you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're worth checking out because Guy's a really interesting fella. I can't say Guy's a really interesting guy. So I have to say he's <laughs> an interesting fella. <laughs> um, he's really, really talented. Um, and um, it's worth checking out. And if you, if you have any listeners who are super geeky, definitely check out low swing studio and have a look at the equipment and and what they've got there because it is really really impressive brilliant i'll um i'll do do some research after we've done this and i'll put um, a link to their website in in the linen hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Notes for this podcast for sure. With regards to geeks, I'll tell you something. We've had so many really inquisitive questions come through this podcast that I didn't realize just how geeky people are until I started doing this podcast. Hence why I was asking you about like the mic and, and the headphones, because people are just really interested in that. So yeah, if you, if you want to geek out, just, just, just let it flow. It's all good. Oh, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't really, that was a kind of world that I hadn't spent time in before I did the two vinyl. Oh. And, um, it was it's just really interesting sort of realizing that you've got audiophiles out there who are just absolutely dedicated to listening in the best possible circumstances on the best possible gear who are interested in how things are recorded mm. just interested in sound because i think it it's a different passion being interested in sound and being interested in music because you can love music and just listen to it through your phone and there's nothing wrong with that but there are some people who just really care about the sound as well. And I, I have a lot of respect for those people. I think it's amazing. Absolutely. And vinyl to me is the the best sound. You know? Oh, it really is. It really is. And it it's interesting because it's it's kind of softer in a way. It doesn't yeah. it it's the 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 waves are softer. It's kind of easier for your ears to digest. And I think it's a it's beautiful. And you know, also being a, a somebody who illustrates and draws and things so it was just the best thing to be able to do a proper cover that's not you know the size of a little thumbnail on a on a screen to actually do some artwork that gets printed and 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 people can see you know that was very nice anonymous tip my band and some of the other groups i work with we still create music and i used to find the process of um create creating the artwork to be such a, a therapeutic and spiritual experience because that's been uh, devolved into that little stamp it just feel it just you don't really have that fun experience anymore and I'm sure there's people that haven't had that fun experience mm. um, and they should you know so it's great that you're still doing that how many vinyls did you press up well we did um 500 of each um of each of the the records the low swing sessions and uh, memories faith tape yeah um and um both of them sold out really quickly the second one we actually didn't have any copies of it for the release concert so <laughs> we were we had a few angry angry people that came along and just wanted to to get it there so and our distributor said to us look you've just got to print some more so 
we are doing a second pressing awesome. of, of the second one and we will maybe we are considering doing one of the first one as well but we had no intention to do a second pressing it will look a little bit different for for people who got the first one because obviously we said it was a limited edition so we felt a little bit like oh can we can we even do this um but but we have and we will um, yeah but yeah. but that's that's the age we live in now where you know when people are exploring their niche or whatever whatever it is that they're into um they find things you know and maybe they get maybe someone in i don't know 20 years time picks up that, that first 500 version of the, of that record and goes wow I've, I've got it you know i went to the gig and i didn't get it but now i have it ah you know like that that, um, that feeling can be incredible awesome are you are you okay did you, you yeah know, you didn't just fall over or something. yeah no it's fine <laughs> yeah just it just so just good. dropped my so guitar good. a little bit i just <laughs> it's oh fine. god is it okay um, yeah no i totally no it's fine it's fine it didn't it didn't fall it was just cat like reflexes <laughs> with mixed with so just a few things so we, so we talked about the vinyl which was your first release you've sold all of them which is brilliant there's some second pressings happening so the nurturing of your fan base it's starting to grow you know they're loyal they've kind of bought into this fantastic persona that you've created that you're crafting which is brilliant and you've worked with some um, amazing producers on is is that is that on the new record or is was that on the the vinyl sessions no that was previously when i before i started with the um well well um before i did this i did a couple of records um in germany as as mimi and um the second oh, record okay. was lucky enough to work with uh stephen street amazing like that was like my dream producer to work with and uh he worked with the Smiths, the Cranberries, like Blur. Yeah. And then, what was that like working with him? I think just an absolute pleasure. I mean, I was absolutely terrified to, to go into the <laughs> studio with him because, you know, he's just worked with these amazing people. And and I just, you know, I had this kind of, I actually contacted him weirdly on LinkedIn. <laughs> just, you know, when you can pay to send a message. Yes. I actually did that and uh, wrote him in the middle of the night because I was just like I just want to give this a go and um, he wrote me back and I was just amazed and and um, it was just I learned so much from from him from his attitude to music from the way that he, he does things he's he's really into sound but he's what's amazing about him is his ability to make decisions and I think right. that I learned so much just from that, just the fact that when you do something and he just kind of say, okay, that's done. We've got enough of that. Well, that song is finished. And I think that is such an amazing skill that a lot of people don't, don't have or don't cultivate, especially in the digital world when you're able to change things and redo them. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can work on a track for, forever. And he just knows, he knows when it's right. He knows when it's, when it's done. And that's, that's amazing. Well, I think I think a lot of artists struggle with perfection because they're striving for perfection and really they should be striving for excellence. And he can kind of gauge where that perfection is and, and just go with it without having to think about what could be because you start to lose the the joy of 
of the process when you when you when you're too when you you're honing in on that perfection which can ruin some people absolutely and you just you lose sight of what you're trying to do which is move people and if mm. you're you know if if you're not moving people um you're not doing your job and you you can do something that's absolutely perfect like no perfect in tune in time recorded beautifully and it's just not moving doesn't doesn't press those buttons and um i think you've got to be sort of brave enough to say like actually this imperfect performance is 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 more special and and more moving and more real than than the kind of perfect version um and i think that's why it's important to have producers and to have people like that because i think as an artist it's very very difficult to to enforce that on yourself especially when you're young and you're starting out you know you you listen to your mistakes and you think oh my god that sounds terrible i can't let people hear that you know but actually that that magic that point where your voice cracks or something goes wrong that can be that thing about the track that you just fall in love lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess ah in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with and, mm. and you know it, it just is the reason why it makes you cry um so i think that's that's a really, really important thing to remember. And I think that's when you've got producers who are brave enough to put those moments into a record. I think that's that's beautiful. It's also about perspective as well, because your perspective of something that you've created is your perspective, while someone else's perspective is, you know, a, a completely different um, plethora of, of colours or sounds or, or, or whatever. Mm. Um, and, it's, and it's also like that with the audience as well, because they perceive what 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 you're doing in a completely different way to how you perceive it it's kind of like when you're in a band on stage you know anonymous tip talked about it loads of times where the drummer will say taron the drummer will say you know i can never experience this song the same way that adrian the guitarist will experience it or the bassist or, or me for example because he's sitting behind everyone or the bassist is in one side or, or whatever i think that's the beauty of being a human Oh, absolutely. I think that's a really, really good point to make because, you know, just your perspective of the song and which part you choose to listen to as well, you know, like, because you, you have, um, I know I've got drummer friends who who play in bands and they couldn't tell you what any of the lyrics are. They wouldn't be able to tell you, they don't know, but they, they've got their favourite songs and of course they know the songs, but they know the song from, from the floor up, they know it from, from the rhythm up mm-hmm. and, um, you know, then you've got lead singers who have that thing of being being at the front and and looking into the audience's eyes which is a totally different thing from from watching from the side or from the back so yeah it can be completely different experience for sure with regards to you being Rima the the music artist when did you start performing live when was your first gig oh that's interesting question because it's it's difficult to pinpoint it was a couple of years ago and it was after I'd finished making records as Mimi and we'd done this this record with Stephen Street we'd had um, a couple of songs in movies and uh, you know things were going well um, but then I I kind of thought okay I'm I'm done with this being signed to a major label you know having this kind of feeling of of 
I suppose, being A&R'd, being curated, which, which is important and can be really good. But at that point, you know, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I started songwriting with, with, with and for other people. Um, so I kind of, I kind of gave a break to the whole thing. And then a couple of years ago, um, my friend Stefan, who I, who plays the, um, the bass clarinet with me, he just said, look, I play bass clarinet. Let's, should we just go and do some living room concerts? Wow. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Haven't played in a long time. Maybe. Uh, and then we just, <laughs> we, we just ended up going out and just having the most amazing time out in the countryside in Germany, showing up in pubs, barns, people's living rooms, anywhere that would have us and just kind of developed this two-man show. And I realized like, oh, I haven't, I haven't done this for so many years, just, just me and an audience and my friend Stefan. <laughs> it's just like a completely different experience than having drums, bass. I mean, by the time we finished the Mimi project, we had playback as well going in the background. We had drums, we had bass, we had keyboards, we had, an, we had two guys playing drums. Whoa. I mean, it was just like huge amount of sound and yeah. And I was making stage costumes for everyone. And it was sort of like, wow. And then it was just so refreshing and freeing to just go to this point where I just had this tiny little amp that I could just take with me on the train and show up and play. And I, I play sometimes on my own, sometimes with Stefan. And it was just like, oh, I really like this. And that kind of turned into the Rima project, which was wow. basically just the just writing songs and, and and putting them straight out and not having too much production or too much you know, too much fluff around the edges. It's just raw. Absolutely. And it's, it's really nice when you, when you've, you've come from a place where you've deep dived into this elaborate production, um, where you're, you're, you're trying to herd cats almost. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <so> true. <laughs> and then you pull yourself out of that, you strip it back and you can breathe again. And, and you can still go back to that, that circle of, I don't want to say chaos because that sounds quite negative because it is a positive space. Yeah, just, it's positive chaos. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like you can still go back to that, but it's just nice to kind of put, pull yourself out of it because obviously you, you can find out where your strengths are, but you can also see where your weaknesses are as well and hone what it is that's about you in a simple way to communicate with people or audiences in a more refined, stronger way, I guess. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I think it's once you know... Once you've played a show completely on your own, you know that you're kind of, you're safe in that little bubble. And then, you know, it is, it is that kind of thing of like in relationships, learning to be self-sufficient, learning to love yourself before you can love other people. Mm. It's, it's kind of similar with, with music in a funny way, because it is this kind of crazy relationship that you have with, with everyone on stage. And if you feel strong and you're not leaning on anyone, you can actually start really enjoying playing with other people and not not feeling like oh what would, what would I do you know if the if the guitarist stopped playing or what would I do if there was no drums it's like that would be okay I know I would be okay and then you can invite people in because you want them not because you need them you know absolutely I mean it's kind of like a perilous sidestep but it's a very liberating sidestep so Remo I don't know if you know I started doing stand-up comedy about three years ago Oh, that uh, sounds terrifying. But <laughs> I kind of still had that bug to perform live. And because the band, because we were all getting old and doing different things, we could 
play but just not as much as we used to and I loved going on the road and I loved touring so I started doing stand-up about three years ago and that was terrifying and now it's not terrifying I know what I'm doing but it, it just goes back to what you were saying about how you kind of strip the support away from you the the kind of network that you're used to and you just use your self to kind of to become stronger so I, I totally get what you're saying there. And it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that from a musician, definitely. Wow. I think that's, wow, you're so brave. That's, <laughs> that's brilliant. I mean, I think that's one of the, one of the best and most liberating things you can do is just get, you know, it, it is, I mean, you've, you've gone one step further, which is, you know, I mean, I'm still hiding behind a guitar, <laughs> but um, it is just that thing of just sharing a moment with a group of people jumping in feeling like feeling like you have to prove yourself or that you have this kind of negative thing that's sort of like you you're bad until you prove you're good and it's just not the case at all like knowing that and trusting that that this group of people that are listening to you actually want to like you they mm. they want to let you in they want to feel something too and it it makes it i think more two way because you have this very one-way relationship with the audience when you're in a big band or when you're doing big productions because it's just like, hi, here's our thing. Mm. We've rehearsed it loads. Listen. And, you know, if you if you go on your own to people, it is literally like a kind of weird, massive group blind date where you have to <laughs> kind of, where you're like, are they are they going to get on with me? And, and, and it is, you know, between songs, if you tell a joke or whatever, it's depends on the room you, you can have a room that's absolutely silent the entire concert and you're just like oh my god they hate yeah. me what am I gonna do you know or or you have um a room full of people that that laugh at your jokes and are really warm and, and really friendly and make it easy for you and um it is just the best most liberating wonderful experience you're based in Brighton now I am yes only How? only just of oh, the last okay. couple of months yeah I just came back from Berlin Wow. And where, whereabouts in Brighton are you? We're just in Hove, like literally as you as you enter Hove. So it's like border of Brighton and Hove. Nice. So there's a couple of artists I work with um, who are based down there. Oh, really? uh, one of them, um, if you should check her out, she's called Sarah Pope and she paints lips. And she's I think she's uh, one of the first female artists to be to have her piece put in the Vatican to be blessed by the Pope. Wow. Inter so she's like. She's kind of, she's really cool and she's, you know, she's doing some great things. But um, I've, I've spent a bit of time down there working with her, but also like, there's the Brighton Fringe where they have like lots of comedy and performance and stuff. And with Anonymous Tip, we've, we've performed there. And I love Brighton. It's a fantastic little London by the beach. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's just such a lovely atmosphere and everybody's friendly. Um, I've just had an amazing experience being here and, and feeling well. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. And um, you can just ask anybody, you know, if you're, if you're um, 
if you need something or you want to know something, you could just ask any person in the street and they'll be friendly to you. And that's just a really great, great experience. So much art, so much music. Yeah. Loads of food, places like really cool little, um, you know, like diners and, and, and. Oh, yeah. The food here is dangerously good. Really yeah. <laughs> so what, what drew you to Brighton? Well, we I've always wanted to move back to the UK. I don't think I, I never intended to stay in in Germany. Right. Um, but, you know, circumstances meant that, you know, I just kept playing over there and, and, and kept building things and had friends and a life and things like that. But I did want to come home. I did want to come home to the UK. Mm. And um, it was a question of where and, you know, traveled around, had a look everywhere. And then uh, my partner played at the Great Escape Festival and wow. called me from Great Escape Festival and said, it's amazing here. We should We should live in Brighton. And I was just like, that's a really good thought. Let's let's just do it. And um and, we and, came your, here and your partner's a musician as well then? Yes. Yes. And does he perform with you? Sometimes when I <laughs> when I can make him perform with me, because he's absolutely amazing piano player and wow. uh, keyboard player and all sorts and plays everything, you know, one of these people that plays everything and is mega talented. And it's it's actually him who's who set up the studio and everything. Wow, okay. Oh, and yeah, you, you don't mind me asking, name. what's his name? Um, known as Katie. Okay. And has he got a website? Well, you can you can find him as Katie Kadar, which is KD and then K-D-A-R. K-D-A-R, put him in the notes. And so he's a, a piano player? He as plays a... piano, he plays guitar, um, bass, um, He's really good, actually a really good bass player. He should do that more. Um, but he's he's mainly a producer, so he'll produce artists and help them develop their style, develop their songs. And Brilliant. I think I've I've learned a lot from him as well. The way that he works and the way that his kind of work ethic and the way he practices, the way he kind of um, moves towards being better all the time, and that's that's really really inspiring to to have somebody in the house that's that's that kind of not really I mean I I can't think of a better word than than critical but that sounds really negative but he yeah, is really yeah. like you know like high standards and um wanting wanting to find the best approach to everything and um also working with other artists and having them kind of bringing their demos in and him taking them from a demo to a kind of releasable kind of piece of art that's a beautiful process to watch and to kind of be in the other room uh, and experience it's no absolutely it's basically finding those gems and just polishing them so that they you know shine ultimately yeah it's it's such a beautiful supportive role if you if you want to play it that way i think being a producer is can be so many different things you, know, you can mm. you can be this kind of megastar producer that shows up and has a sound and just plonks it on top of the band or you can really kind of listen and 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 help somebody develop themselves and use what's already there and and help them to find the most authentic version of themselves and i think that's a it's an amazing role and and you need special people to to be able to do it absolutely how how did you guys meet we met in the studio when i was working in hamburg um, okay. i i just finished my first mimi record with a producer there called Franz Plaza. And um, 
I just kind of, I didn't really have anywhere else to go. I had this little weird bed sit in, in Hamburg. And um, like I said before, like I hadn't really admitted that I'd moved there, but I, I had a, I had a place there. Obviously I had moved there, Um, but I didn't have anywhere in my flat to do the artwork for the record. So I was still in the studio doing the artwork for the record. And um, Katie was there with his band at the time, not together anymore, but they were called Nerd. And um, they were a German speaking band. And um, I started speaking to them, lovely guys. And then there was uh, Katie at the back, um, very quiet, quiet good looking guy I thought, he, I thought he was French for some reason like I, I would convince myself he was French he's not French um but I thought he was <laughs> and I just didn't have the courage to talk to him um and then my manager told me you know we, we're going to be playing a tv show live the whole record and um we had everybody in the band except for a piano player and I said I think that amazing looking guy plays <laughs> plays keyboard and luckily for me he's actually really really good but um no I, I i literally employed him so that he would talk to me Aww. and um and it didn't work because <laughs> all the rehearsals he just thought i was i was just he was like who, who is this idiot <laughs> and um and then finally after we'd played the show and and everything everything kind of worked out we we ended up taking a train back from dessau where we played the the tv show all the way back to berlin and we got talking and um, kind of happened from there, really. We started writing each other um, emails and, you know, it, it, was a, it was a long process but, uh, to get to know each other. But um, it was funny because our, our friends, since, since they met both of us, they were like, oh, you guys are totally going to get married. And we were just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but um, yeah, but now here we are. <laughs> living right many many right years later. Place. Yes, <laughs> That's awesome. And so he's a, he's a German native. He is. He has a German passport. He's actually born in Israel. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Many, awesome. many, many nationalities. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, so, who are you managed by at the moment? I am managed by uh, Meredith Cork, who's been a friend of mine since ever. Really, I mean, she she came to see me playing a show. I think I must have been fifteen. Um and playing on my own and and she she worked with battle cat as well a little bit and so we've we've known each other for so many years and then finally a couple of years later um we just kind of reconnected i just wrote her because i was i was somewhere near where she lived and i said like oh i think i'm near where you live because i've seen pictures on your uh, facebook (laughs) i think that you live here (laughs) And she was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. She made some, some little rough uh, Rima recordings. And I went to her and she said, come on, let's, let's put these out. This is, this is really cool. And um, awesome. she, yeah, she's kind of helped get this thing going. Do, do you have a publishing deal at the moment? No, I'm, I've, I'm out. I was with Peer, Peer okay. Publishing um, for, for many yeah. years. And they were actually really, really good to me. I, I, I recommend Peer. I think they're great. But um when that publishing contract kind of run out, I kind of realized, you know, like it, it's quite nice to be without publishing for, for a little while, particularly when you're, when you just, what you want to do, you're building something. Um, I think it's, it's good not to, to jump into that, uh, that relationship because it's an important. Absolutely. And, you know, publishing can come to you as a musician at certain times in your career can go in certain directions and you can kind of, you know, jump ship or, or take a pause or whatever. 
um, you know, because they're songs and those songs are um, need to be nurtured, but sometimes they need a bit of space as well from from the business side of things. I mean, absolutely. And I think also the the roles. I think in in all those those roles in the music industry at the moment, like so, from publishing to record labels to distribution, all of these kind of roles are being have been shaken up by a kind of brand new system that's still developing and still finding its feet and what you expect from your publisher, what you expect from your record label, what you expect from people who are doing your PR, whatever it is, it's becoming different all the time. And, and I think those, those role setting and you have to kind of really experiment to see what works for you, what works for the people around you and, and find a setup that, that, that really kind of um, gels and, and gets everything going. And I think that that can be sometimes a little bit of a, an unorthodox homemade setup can can be what's what's best yeah. at the time yeah i mean just from my experience in the music industry like over the last 25 years um there's there's never one defined route into becoming successful as an artist you know like every artist i meet has gone in all sorts of directions and done xyz and i think you just have to be prepared to roll your sleeves up and and you know take chances um obviously put in the hard work as well. Absolutely. I think that's the main thing is that there's no substitute for hard work. And I think that's, with you know, we've got these reality TV shows and all these kind of things, you know, like you sort of, that would have you believe otherwise. I think, you know, like you sort of watch <laughs> X Factor and go like, oh, I just have to sing really in tune like eight times and people have to like me and just, there we go. You know, it's it's not, I mean, it it's a development and it's it's a struggle and, I know that it's become a very sort of popular press story to be like, oh, you know, this guy, he just tucked the guitar and wrote amazing and everyone, you know, it's just like, that's <laughs> not what happens. It's not what happens to anybody. You know, it's, it's, it's work and it's hard and it's uphill and you have, you have victories and you have defeats every day and you just have to wow. keep, you know, that the only way to do it is to just keep going. So Rima, the new EP line, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, is out on the 21st of May. Is that right? We, it's actually out on the 22nd of May. Oh, sorry. Okay, my <laughs> we, bad. No, it's not your bad at all. We changed it because um, we thought we would be different and come out on a Thursday. Um, but then <laughs> the team just went, no, you can't do that. So... <laughs> We, we were like, oh, <laughs> so now it's the 22nd of May. No, that's cool. I mean, that, that's so, just made some know, really good audio. Much, much, as I'd, much as I'd love to be like, no, you got it wrong. <laughs> you didn't get it wrong. Um, so you're going to perform no, we a like track to keep you now. on your toes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're going to perform a track for us now, and the track's called Stargazing, which is going to be on the record, right? Right. Yes. I, I, I wrote it after I lost someone who was really, really important to me. And she was like my, my fairy godmother, you know, someone, someone who was just really important. And, um, we used to look at stars together and she used to make 
um, mythology, kind of her own mythology about what what the stars were doing and all these little stories. And um, wow. so she's she's with me. I feel like when we lose somebody that's really, really important, um, those little acts of kindness, those little moments that you remember, those beautiful little stories that they have around them, like they stay with you, like no one can take those away from you. So mm. she's kind of lives on in 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 those moments. So when I when I have those moments where I know that she would say, "Oh, there's amazing stars tonight. Let's let's tell stories." I I knew, you know, it's, I can feel her with me. So that's what the the song is about. Amazing. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rima, and she's going to be performing "Stargazing." Wow. 
thanks. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. Thank you. It's amazing because because I I haven't seen you sing for about fifteen years. Um, <laughs> Quite and, a guess. Yeah, but I um, like I remember you guys having so much stage presence on stage, and just listening to that just now, it really. I mean, you the the song was just so so haunting, and there was just so much so much power there. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. It's a, a real, <laughs> a real pleasure to play it for you, and thank you, thank you so much for for having me on here. No worries. No, it's going to be brilliant. I'm sure people listening will love it too. Got a few more questions before we close off. You're a visual artist, yes, and you do the artwork for your records. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your your art background. Well, my mum actually studied art. Like she, she's a massive creative and um she she did a lot of art with me when I was um very young and um so art was always kind of around like we we I grew up without a tv you know for the first few years so it was you know the way that we had fun um and we'd always draw each other and so she kind of encouraged me and taught me to draw in in that sense um so I've always had drawing, like drawing was always really part of, of, of what I do. And, um, she let me paint my bedroom walls with whatever I wanted. So I had these (laughs) giant faces and birds and all sorts of things just all over my walls. Um, so that was great training. Um, (laughs) so, so yeah, it kind of, you know, again, like, like the music, it kind of comes from this kind of deep childhood expression and it's just kind of part of it's it's really become sort of part of who I am in in many ways. Awesome. And then with regards to the artwork that you're doing now, so you do all of the art for your records. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's funny because I I didn't actually intend to do it, but when when I made my first record as Mimi for you know, for Warner Music, um, and we had this sort of major record deal and all of this, and I found this graphic designer who who I absolutely loved, and I thought he was amazing, and we got on really really well. And we started um, throwing some ideas at each other. It was like before the record was even finished. Mm. And then, um, unfortunately, he died. I'm he was so very, sorry. He was very elderly um, and he was ill, you know, so it was, but it was something that, that um, you know, we were, you know, they always say you, you expect something when somebody's ill and they're old and, you know, people say, oh, you know, weren't you expecting it? But it's always a shock. Absolutely. Um, but you know, we lost him. And after that, I just thought, oh, you know what? I don't want anyone else to do it. I, I want to do it. So I, I put, started putting stuff together and putting it in front of the, in, in front of the record company. And of course they were like, what is this? <laughs> we, can't, we can't use this. Um, but you know, then I had a, I had a really, really amazing, um, product manager there called Nina, who, um, really believed in me and just said, no, this, this is special. This is different. Let's, oh. let's use it. Oh, and okay. um, that kind of gave me the confidence to do it more. Cause you know, I knew I wasn't a graphic designer. I knew I wasn't trained and mm. you know, I couldn't put together a, a record sleeve, but she kind of encouraged me. And and so, you know, with the, the magic of the internet, I kind of learned how to put things together and um, you know, I definitely wouldn't stretch to calling myself a professional, but I, I really, really enjoy doing it and um i think it's right for my music because it's so personal absolutely and and i think that's the key word there is you enjoy doing it 
you know it's yeah. not it's not a chore which 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 shows in, in the artwork I'm sure that's absolutely true it's just, it's really it, it's such a pleasure to do and I think if if what you do is a pleasure for you to do I think other people can kind of share in that and sort of say oh that looks enjoyable yeah well I'm, I'm assuming your artworks on the vinyls that were released right yeah that's right yeah and they both sold out so the proof is in the pudding <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay so look we're coming to the end of the show lots of people on here i'm pretty sure will want to get in contact with you what's the best way for them to get in contact with you basically instagram and facebook um you can write me on either one of those and um i'll always reply um i might take a take a day but i will always reply so do do write me and and do say hello and um yeah Awesome. And um, on Facebook, it's Rima, R-E-E-M-A. Is that right? Yes. yes and on exactly. Instagram, it's Rima Music. So R-E-E-M-A-M-U-S-I-C. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, Rima, you've been amazing. Seriously, it's been a real pleasure to bump into someone after so long. Um, that was so nice. <laughs> and I, I really, please, please write me and tell me when you guys are playing because I'd absolutely love to hear you play again because yeah. yeah, yeah. are a fantastic band <laughs> if anyone hasn't heard them play go and go and hear them play it's just You're too kind so much You're fun and you you were awesome just that performance just now was, oh thank you awesome. really really appreciate it for those of you listening again this has been episode six of San Sharati Talks the hashtag sans sorority talks all one word wherever you are i hope you're well during this dodgy time take care of each other and we'll see you on the next episode with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. (gasps) No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.